Welcome back to Cherry Avenue True Crime Podcast. I have two new movies for you in this continued series based on a true story, a true crime story, that is. Both are about black widows who chose poison. Interestingly, they were both Southern women and were operating around the same time period, one in North Carolina and one in Alabama. The Black Widow Murders, The Blanche Taylor Moore Story, and Wife, Mother, Murderer, The Story of Marie Hilly. The first movie we will cover is The Black Widow Murders, The Blanche Taylor Moore Story. It's a 1993 movie. I found it on YouTube. The movie stars Elizabeth Montgomery, David Clennon, and John M. Jackson. It starts out with Elizabeth Montgomery as Blanche Taylor Moore talking about her childhood. She says her daddy was a minister and her mom worked at a textile mill. She says they were poor when she was a child. Her dad had four children with another woman as well. The movie is based on the book Preacher's Girl by Jim Schutz. Blanche Taylor Moore was born Blanche Kaiser to Flanny Honeycutt and Parker Kaiser. Parker was a mill worker and an ordained Baptist minister. He was also a reported womanizer and gambler. Blanche married her first husband in May of 1952, James Taylor, a veteran and furniture restorer. They had two children together. Blanche started working at the grocery store Kroger's in 1954. By 1959, she was the head cashier. In 1962, Blanche began an affair with the store manager, Raymond Reed. Blanche's husband, James, died in October of 1973, initially reported as a heart attack. After James' death, Blanche and Raymond started dating out in the open. The movie picks up sometime after Blanche's husband has already been deceased for a while, and now her house is on fire. The fire department is there, and soon so is her boyfriend, Raymond. Blanche is talking to the police about the fire, and Raymond comes over to console her. The fire is out now. After the police leave, he says he will take her home to his place. She goes in to get a sweater, and then gets in his car. As they are driving away, he tells her he sees her house is on fire again. She says it must be the same pervert who set the fire earlier. She doesn't seem terribly concerned. Blanche and Raymond had been dating openly for 12 years at this point. It was 1985, and it seemed like Blanche was maybe getting bored. In real life, it was said that Blanche had started to date the regional manager of Kroger's. It is unclear if that was true, but what did happen, for sure, was Blanche had filed a sexual harassment lawsuit on the regional manager and Kroger's in October of 1985. Kroger's settled the case out of court for $275,000 a couple of years later. Then in the movie, it is Easter of 1985. Blanche meets Reverend Dwight Moore, and they start flirting. This is true, and in both real life and in the movie, she takes the relationship slow and keeps it on the quiet because of Raymond, but also because of the lawsuit with Kroger's. She has been dating Raymond for 12 years, since the death of her husband, and even though she has become tired of Raymond— and feels the preacher might be better marriage material, she keeps saying Raymond Reed. In 1986, Reed developed an illness that was diagnosed as shingles at first. In the movie, when Blanche loses her job, she convinces Raymond to get her a new car. 
complaining how unsafe her old one is. Raymond gets her a new car, and when the preacher asks her about her relationship with Raymond, she tells him they are only good friends. Then Raymond ends up in the hospital. She brings him banana pudding, but he only manages to eat a little as he says he is sick to his stomach. The movie shows flashbacks that Blanche has of a man dragging her away while her father just stands by and watches. Turns out Raymond not only bought her a new car, he also gave her around $10,000 to get by while she was unemployed. However, Raymond didn't know she was also seeing the preacher, and now he is in the hospital. Raymond dies and leaves her one-third of his estate, the other two portions going to his sons. His cause of death was listed as, a for, as from Guillain-Barr syndrome. This was in October 1986. Blanche and Reverend Moore are dating more publicly now, and they make plans to marry, but Blanche finds out she has breast cancer, and they have to remove the whole breast. Blanche is concerned that Moore won't want to marry her now, but he assures her that she is still the most desirable woman he has ever known. A wedding date was set for November 1988, but the Reverend gets sick and has to have two surgeries. They finally get married in April of 1989, and the Reverend starts to get sick again. Eventually, he ends up in the hospital. The doctors do a heavy metal test and find arsenic. It's a brutal treatment that they have to do in the hospital, but the Reverend survives. He doesn't believe that Blanche did this to him at first. He tells the police he doesn't think she would do this to him. Toxicology showed that Reverend Moore had more than 100 times the normal amount of arsenic in his system more than had ever been found in a living human being. But the police have already started to look into who died around Blanche. They take another look at Raymond Reed's death and Blanche's first husband. Bodies start to get exhumed. Raymond Reed's body shows arsenic poisoning. So does Blanche's first husband and even her father. She was charged with first-degree murder of Raymond Reed and her first husband, James Taylor. She was found guilty of Raymond Reed's murder in 1990 and is on death row in North Carolina. After she was sentenced to death in Raymond Reed's murder, they decided not to go after her any further and drop the other charges. Turns out all the flashbacks they show in the movie of Blanche being dragged away by another man while her father looks on were about her remembering that her father had sold her into prostitution to pay his gambling debts. She was just a young girl when he did this to her. In February 2019, ABC 11 TV station did a story reporting on how Blanche Taylor Moore was the oldest woman on North Carolina's death row. Blanche Taylor Moore is still alive as of the date of this recording in North Carolina Correctional Institution for Women. In Raleigh. The next movie is Wife, Mother, Murderer. It's a 1991 movie. I found this one on YouTube as well, starring Judith Light and David Ogden Steers. It is the story of Marie Hilly, a wife and mother who started killing after 20 years of marriage. This one is really something. I read about her many, many years ago and never forgot her. Recently saw this movie. Audrey Marie Frazier was born on June 4, 1933, in Anniston, Alabama. She married Frank Hilly, her high school sweetheart, on May 8, 1951, and they had two children together, Mike and Carol. 
In the movie, Marie's husband dies after a mysterious illness. Then she gets a secretary job and is sleeping with her boss. There's a house fire, and Marie's daughter and her grandma just escape. In the movie, we see just Marie, her husband, and daughter. In real life, Marie had both a son, Mike, and a daughter, Carol, and her husband, Frank. Frank had a good-paying job, and Marie was employed as a secretary. There are reports that say Marie sometimes had extramarital affairs with her bosses, and they in turn favored her with extra money and or gifts. Despite a decent combined income, the family had financial issues due to Marie's overspending. Mike said that he, Carol, and their father, Frank, became sick with stomach problems. He says that this started just a few months after some new life insurance policies were purchased. Doctors were not able to help with the stomach issues, and they disappeared on their own after Mike went away to college. While he was gone, his dad's illness got much worse and ended in death with the official diagnosis of hepatitis. Frank's life insurance was 30000 This was 1975, so that would be worth just over $150,000 today. Marie spent it fast. She bought a new car and furniture for the house. She bought gifts for her mother, son, and daughter. Mike had just gotten married, and she bought them furniture for their new life together. Apparently, she kept buying on credit after the insurance money ran out, racking up a lot of debt. It was four years after Frank's death that Carol started having stomach problems again. Carol was 18 at this point. Mike had started to get calls from his mom's creditors saying she had put him down as a sort of guarantor. Mike was living in Florida at this time, and he flew home to Alabama to talk to his mom about the spending and debt. After she cooked him breakfast, he became very ill. He flew back home soon after. Carol's stomach problems worsened. She was taken to the hospital. While there, Marie injected her in the hip with something, telling her it would make her better, but she got worse. Marie was arrested for bad checks in September of 1979. Somewhere around this time, a doctor noticed some things in Carol that pointed to arsenic poisoning, and tests were done. It was found that she had indeed been poisoned. In October 1979, Frank's body was exhumed. January 11, 1980, an arrest warrant was issued for Marie for the murder of her husband. They couldn't find her, however, because Marie had fled. In the ensuing investigation, they discovered that both Marie's mother and Marie's mother-in-law died under similar circumstances to Frank. But Marie Hilly had fled and was a fugitive for just over three years. Marie had gone to Florida. She started using the name Robbie Hannon. She got a secretarial job and met a man named John Greenleaf Homan III. They lived together for a year and then got married in May of 1981 and moved to New Hampshire. She had previously talked to John about her twin sister Terry, who lived in Texas, and told him that she had a rare disease and she had to fly back to Texas to see a doctor about it. This was in the summer of 1982. During the trip, she called John and pretended to be Robbie's non-existent twin sister Terry. She told John that his wife Robbie had died. She also told him it was Robbie's wish for her body to be donated to science, so no need to come out to Texas for the body. Terry and John talked over the phone for months before deciding they should meet. In November of 1983, after having lost weight and changed her hair color, Marie, with the new identity of Terry, returned to New Hampshire and met John as the grieving sister of his deceased wife. John and Terry eventually started a relationship, and John's co-workers were suspicious of his sister-in-law, 
The police were contacted and they took a look at the obituary for Robbie Hanlon. They were unable to verify anything in the obituary and in fact found the medical institute where Robbie's body was donated did not exist at all. At one point, they suspected Terry was a fugitive bank robber named Carol Manning, but later found out she wasn't, of course. Terry got a secretarial job in a town near where she and John lived, and she probably thought it was going well. She was arrested one day at work, and while being questioned, she confessed that she was wanted in Alabama for writing bad checks. She gave them her real name, Audrey Marie Hilly. They quickly found out she was wanted for more serious charges, and she was extradited to Alabama. She was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for her husband's murder and given 20 years for the attempted murder of her daughter. She was at Tutwiler Women's Institute, a medium security prison, and she eventually earned day passes for good behavior. She returned to the prison from each of these visits. In February 1987, she was given a three-day pass to visit her husband, John Homan. John got a motel room in nearby Anniston, and they spent the first day there. When John left the room for a few hours, Marie disappeared. She left behind a note asking for his forgiveness. Homan alerted police. In the four days she was missing, she was apparently out in the woods. There had been frequent rain during this time, and the temperatures even got down to the low 30s. She eventually was found on the back porch of a woman in Anniston who called the police thinking she was a transient woman who needed help. Marie died on the way to the hospital suffering a heart attack brought on from hypothermia. Ironically, Marie knew the woman whose home she turned up at. They were in elementary school together. Likely, she hadn't recognized Marie after all the years and then the four days in the woods. I have two bonus movie names for you that you can look up and stream if you want to watch them. The first one is Death in Small Doses. It's a 1995 movie starring Richard Thomas and Tess Harper. I found this on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. It is based on the true story of Nancy Lyon. Nancy was taken to the hospital by her husband Richard Lyon, and she died in the hospital, and her family blames Richard. Arsenic was found... Her family tells the detectives that Richard had left Nancy for a younger woman and it supposedly didn't work out and that he was back in the house together with her trying to make it work. They were back together and he was in the house with her when she got sick. While he is being investigated, Richard hires an attorney and he hires a private eye. And Richard tells them he feels that Nancy may have killed herself in a way that would make it look like he had done her in. And in other words, that she took the arsenic herself. The other movie is Sins of the Preacher, 2013 movie, starring Gail O'Grady and Chris Garden. I found this one on Tubi TV. It was inspired by a true story, and the screenplay was based on the true crime book by Catherine Casey. That's C-A-S-E-Y. Uh, story, it's the story of Matt Baker, a minister, and his wife, Carrie Baker, who supposedly committed suicide. Of course, there's a suspicion there, and that is what the whole movie is about. Extra bonus for me, I found out that Anne Rule recommended Catherine Casey's book, so I'm going to have to check them out. I will put all of the names of the movies and everything in the show notes, so make it easier for you to find them. If you want to support this podcast, please tell a friend, uh, share about it on social media, 
please come and visit me on social media. I'm at Twitter at Avenue Crime and on Instagram at Cherry Avenue True Crime. Thank you. And as always, stay safe. For the sources for today's episode, I will put all of the links in the show notes, but they are also as of follows. Marie Hilly, Unsolved Mysteries Wiki Fandom. Audrey Marie Hilly, Wikipedia. 27 Interesting and Strange Facts About Audrey Marie Hilly, Ton of Facts. Marie Hilly Murdered Her Husband and Poisoned Her Daughter Before Escaping Prison, MonstersAndCritics.com. Blanche Taylor Moore, Wikipedia. Blanche Taylor Moore, Black Widow Killer, is North Carolina's oldest woman on death row, ABC 11, Raleigh-Durham. Where is Blanche Taylor Moore now? Is she still in jail today? Is Blanche Taylor Moore dead or alive? TheCrimeaholic.com Former prosecutor in Blanche Taylor Moore trial dies in Charlotte, Charlotte Observer. Blanche Taylor Moore, Women on Death Row, My Crime Library.